Hello and welcome to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Overby, Senior Editor of Auto Remarketing. My guest today is Bob George, who is the Associate Vice President of Product at Dealer.com. And uh, Bob's here to talk a little bit about Dealer.com's upcoming launches at at NADA uh, next week and uh, what their product uh, and plan roadmap looks like. Bob, good to see you again and uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, good to see you again, Joe. Absolutely. Well, you know, ordinarily, um, you know, folks, uh, folks in our business would be hopping on the plane to New Orleans or Vegas or San Francisco to to go to NADA, but of course it's a little different this year. Um, you know, with the with the pandemic going on, it's it's going to be a virtual event. Um, so it's really a little bit different for everybody involved. So that being the case. Um, how is dealer.com looking to connect with dealers at a virtual show versus being able to meet people, you know, face to face? Yeah, no, it's, it's been an interesting um, challenge for us over the last, let's say three to six months when we realized we'd, we'd have to do this, this remote um, conference. What we've done is, you know, dealer.com along with several other brands at Cox Automotive have Essentially, we, we've launched this Cox Automotive Experience event for the, it's essentially three weeks long, including the NADA timeframe. And I think of it as, you know, kind of an extended sales education, go to market event where, um, you know, dealers can jump in, there's workshops and sessions and that sort of thing. Cause we, re- we recognize that, you know, I remember like, yeah, you jump on the plane, you, you know, you go to the, the Caesars or MGM or the win or whatever, and you know, how, so much of it is just the experience of it. And then you hit the showroom floor. And so we're trying to be mindful that dealers have day jobs. They're trying to sell cars. Um, it's still a, a kind of challenged environment logistically. And so what we're trying to essentially do is meet dealers, you know, where, wherever they want and however they want. So you want to jump in, get some information, schedule a call with us, that sort of thing we can. We've got some good promos running, um, Cox Automotive does in general. So that's kind of how we took it. We'll be part of the the, we'll be part of the formal NADA event, but we're really framing it up as more of a Cox Automotive, you know, kick off the year sales and, and marketing event. The team at, at dealer.com was, was kind enough to share kind of an outline news release of, of the upcoming launches that, that you guys have at NADA. Um, but you had a great quote in there and two parts of it I wanted to ask you about in the, and I'll, I'll read it here, but the first part reads, Consumers have extremely high expectations when it comes to their shopping experience. And we've heard from many of our dealer groups that they want to offer a differentiated experience and start having more meaningful conversations with their customers. So that that last part stuck out to me. From their vantage point, what would a more meaningful conversation with the customer entail? Yeah, I, I think if you kind of step back and think about how all of kind of marketing and consumer experience within our space has operated for let's say the past 10, 15, even 20 years. It's, there's a lot of information you can get from a website. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of ways to target shoppers and, you know, display and video and that sort of thing. But those are all kind of, those are kind of discrete marketing activities that put a message out there. And they traditionally haven't done a great job of getting you to talk back to me, right? Like there's a lot of kind of marketing at and less conversing with. And so what we found kind of operationally with a lot of our dealers in the last year is they recognized that the most meaningful conversations they were having were literally the ones like this, where 
rather than they were just saying, hey, let me get on the phone with you or face to face or on Zoom or whatever or whatever tools they, they were using. And let's just walk through this this process, not just the nuts and bolts of the deal, but the actual vehicle pickup process. And so we kind of saw that, you know, we've seen satisfaction go up and we kind of took it to heart of like, you know, the, the long game here is not to just go back to the old way of, um, you know, over marketing and sending messages that, that confuse people and are, are contradictory out of multiple tools, but but really trying to find the moment in the conversation when, you know, you need a little bit of information, I can help you. But now I'm waiting for something from you. And it's it's a dialogue, you know, and and the important thing is when you and I talk, I remember what we said two minutes ago. So you're not having to rehash it every time and and try to replicate that good, positive one to one experience that we get when we look somebody in the eye digitally, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And that that I imagine kind of feeds into the work you guys have done on the digital retail front where it's not just, you know, push button, get car, but you know, an experience that involves, you know, a consumer who may start the process, mm -hmm. they get a quarter of the way through, they have some questions, they can hop on a Zoom call or whatever, you yep. know, with the dealer and kind of get some of those those questions answered. Yeah, totally. You know, it's funny, we, it's it's that time of the year. The, one of the industries that has done this well is the tax software industry, mm -hmm. right? Where you take this, the, the process of doing your taxes, right? Which is about as unbearable as anything, right? And they've turned it into these like simple steps where you get a little bit of validation every time you can see the numbers changing and all that. But to your point, if you get stuck, you hit a button, talk to a CPA, they jump right on, they help you through one of the forms. Um, or, you know, oh shoot, I don't have my 1098 form from, from that, you know, that organization. That's okay, I'll just skip that step and come back to it. And so we really, again, looked at that process as, you know, something that's, amazingly turned into, maybe it's not fun, but it's not as painful as it, it could be. Um, and it's very self-driven and, and kind of self-directed. And so what we found with, with digital retailing or just kind of the retailing experiences, people wanted to be guided, but they didn't want to be forced, right? So guide me along the right process or whatever, but when the moment comes that I'm not sure, I'm, I'm unclear, like, let me figure out what I wanna do. I may come back to it later. I may want some assistance. I may want to just pause my deal, save it, and then pick it up at night or something like that. And all of those kind of translate into that consumer first, not linear process, but at least guided process. And, and that's where we've seen real success. And especially with the dealers who, um, you know, are originating deals right out of their CRM, which is a, you know, a capability we're offering now where, you know, one of the things that's interesting about the digital retailing space in, in our industry is there was this kind of assumption that everybody was going to see a widget on a website and just start buying cars online. Right. And, and it would, we kind of overswung there. The reality is, is a lot of deals start in the store virtually or physically, you know, Joe, here's three offers. Take a look. I think you might be interested in these cars. You narrow it down to two for me. I find you one more. I mean, that's the real sales process and we need the technology to actually reflect that. Um, and I, the, the, um, with the tax software and, and there's a, there's a, can't remember which provider it is, but one of the commercials is there's, you know, they have people continually asking the tax person questions like, oh, I've, I've caught fish in Virginia and Maryland. Do we have to declare taxes on both? And it's just those little like questions that yeah. you would have when filling out your taxes. Yeah, you'd have them during the car buying process, you know? Yeah. 
why is it, why is this a hundred dollars more than this? And, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, I, I imagine it's the little things like that that would come up during the, the car shopping process. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I have a, everyone can kind of pull a personal anecdote out of this. And I remember, and even though I work in this industry, right, years ago when we were um, expecting our first kid, we were trading a sedan in for a station wagon. And it was, we were trading in a lease early out of state. And I want to say there were 18 or 19 different forms. I mean, we're talking power of attorney. We're talking tax reconciliation because of different rates. And I remember thinking, and I had done a lot of it through email and, and you know, quote, online prior, but it was still so arduous. And I was thinking, even, even as a professional in this, this industry, I don't know all these, you know, nuts and bolts of the FNI process. And so it was kind of this moment to realize that even if we want to make it easy, there are places where you just need guidance. And that's how we shepherd people along into more of a, a digital first experience. I had the exact same uh, experience this weekend. Um, my wife and I bought a new truck and we were trading in two vehicles. Mm -hmm. And the, um, the process of kind of the very end of the car buying process, we're you know, there's a lot of, as you mentioned, the power of attorney and all these kind of documents you have to sign, especially when, um, you know, one one vehicle was a conquest, one was a same automaker. Mm -hmm. I, I had one of those light bulb moments is like, there's no way that I would have been able to just figure all these, all this stuff out without, you know, somebody, as you mentioned, guiding me along the way. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that kind of leads into uh, my second, the second part of that great quote where you say uh, we are we are able to provide solutions to problems that dealers don't even know they have. So, like me, I, the problem I didn't know I had was how many documents I was going to have to sign. So, yeah. what what have been some of those um, problems that dealers didn't realize they had, and, and what's been some of their reaction to to hearing those? Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, we think about some of the on the retailing side, um, just the 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 recognition that the process is not one size fits all that it's it's there's there's some parameters in the process for sure but everybody has a slightly different um situation you know every time i talk to a dealer they say look that you can get the payments right you can get the incentives right all that but the trade is the, the big linchpin of all of it because it's not just the value it's the equity in it is it a lease is it a purchase is it owned outright like what taxes have been paid on it that sort of thing and you know, then they look at what can we sell it for as a wholesale, that sort of thing. And so um, what we've realized, you know, it's both for dealers and consumers is that because the, the consumer's problem ultimately is the dealer's problem too, is we've tried to unearth a lot of that complexity and turn it into just steps that are easy to take. Um, I'd say the other place where we're, we're you know, helping educate is around um, media and advertising spend. Because, I mean, you know the drill, everybody, everybody who gets on will talk to you about their audience capabilities and their targeting capabilities and this level of CPM and this level of CP. And the reality is, is like, you know, go back to the beginning of how do we drive meaningful conversations. We all know as consumers, there's nothing worse than being 80% of the way of, through the process and suddenly seeing ever, or done with the process and seeing ads and email marketing that, that is basically assumes you haven't even started yet. Right. And I, and I always think to myself, it's, it's waste and spend. And so that's one of the areas we've been hyper focused on is, you know, using the assets that Cox Automotive has from a, a you know, data identification and aggregation standpoint to truly understand where the consumer is in the process 
and only put forward the relevant content for dealers. You know, we one of our big launches for NADA is our um, connected video product, which includes OTT and connected television and all that. And we've talked to a lot of dealers and they say, yeah, no, I, I'm excited. I know I need to do it, but I need to see the proof because money can evaporate pretty quickly in those channels. And so we really doubled down on the, the performance and ROI reporting with that. So we don't just, we're not just asking for money, but we're showing you where it's going, the message you're putting out, how it's you know resulting back to website visits and, and leads and ultimately sales. And so those are some of the areas where we're hyper-focused to call it unearth the truth or make it a little more tangible for folks. So it's not just trust us and believe in the black box, so to speak. Well, to um, follow up on the connected video piece, the other and along those lines, the, the advertising, of course, the, the other big event coming up in a few days is the Super Bowl. And, mm-hmm. and obviously, you, you don't see a whole lot of dealerships doing national commercials, of course, but like you would an automaker or a you know auto trader, or Kelly Blue Book. But there is a lot of eyeballs on a lot of different devices, um, not just TVs during the game. Um, so how, how might dealers maybe take advantage of something like connected video during an event like the Super Bowl or the, you know, Golden Globes coming up where there's people that glued to various devices? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, you said it, there, there aren't a lot of kind of individual dealers or even the groups that are doing it at the national level, but the manufacturers certainly are. And the key there is to essentially draft off that momentum, right? Because if I see a, a commercial for, um, you know, Chevy or whatever, I don't think of, I'm going to go to, um, you know, to, to the Renaissance Center in Detroit and buy that Chevy, right? Like I have in my mind what local Chevy means to me. And so the real key is to kind of invest hyper locally or, or within the, you know, the DMAs and regions that you want to and draft off that message because, you know, as a dealer, you're getting a lot of quote free advertising for the brand or whatever. And then it's your job to find those local buyers and reinforce that message. And, th- and that's why some of the things like, you know, having showing the same offers and showing the same payments and, th- and that sort of thing, it's, there's nothing worse than seeing a great offer and then hitting the website and realizing that, well, you don't, you're not left-handed, you're not born in April and you don't have green eyes, so you don't qualify, you know? <laughs> um, and I'm two of those things, so I still don't qualify, right? But like, but, but the key there is um, consistency and then, really looking at the kind of the tearless experience of, you know, there's advertising all over the place and there's brand awareness happening. Dealer's job is to capitalize on it locally. Um, and, you know, one, one way that, that dealers certainly can differentiate themselves and sort of um, answer the question of why buy from us, of course, mm-hmm. is, is reputation, reputation management. And one of the innovations you guys are, are launching here is, is uh, some reputation management tools. So what do those entail? And, you know, what have been some in-practice examples of yeah. dealers who've using reviews to their advantage? Totally. You know, I, I think back to, you know, what what 10 years ago differentiated a dealer from, you know, because I would just say, hey, I, I can go buy a Honda anywhere. Why from this Honda dealer? And it was you know, price and, and, you know, good service, that sort of thing more and more. And, and, you know, we're seeing this exacerbated by COVID is it's the trust and the feeling of the buying experience. Right. And, and that's, you know, why buy from me is because we'll meet you wherever you are. We'll make it easy. We'll make you feel safe. We'll be transparent. We'll keep it simple. And we'll, we'll talk to you as an individual. And 
you know, we've, again, we've seen consumer satisfaction in the car buying process actually go up in 2020, which is like, kind of like, you're like, wait, how does that work? Well, maybe because we actually shifted some of our processes to meet folks. Um, but reputation is a key part of reinforcing that because again, you can land on my website or I can show you a display ad or a video and I can tell you over and over how great I am. Right. But it's people who have just, people like me who have just had that experience and say, you know, it was really great. Um, Joe, you know, he was really kind to jump on a call with me. We walked through everything. We did the paperwork curbside and then he actually, they delivered the car for me. It was, it was really simple. You know, I can relate to that and I can say, yeah, I, that's the experience I would want too. And so that's where it's not, you know, not just kind of managing the reviews that come in, but actually going in, and that's what the new product's doing is going and soliciting them. So, you know, we, we think you had a, a good, a good experience. We can go ask you, or if you didn't, we can try to, you know, deal with that accordingly. Um, one thing we see too, is there's a lot of power in, you know, someone says, look, I think they were, it was a little clunky in the process. They were trying to do too much. I, I got a little confused. And then the, the most impactful ones are when someone on the dealer walks in and says, Hey, Joe, you know, I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, you know, come back, here's a hundred dollar service coupon, that sort of thing. We'd, we'd love to see you. There's so much power in that just recognition that the business cares. And then the final piece is it all helps on the SEO front too, because Google loves these, you know, organically generated bits of, of content from, from individual users. And we can place it directly on the website as well. So it indexes there too. And so really what we see is your, your best advocate is the person you just, who just bought from you um, to convince other people to, to continue to do the same. Well, I mean, it, um, I think whether you're looking for good restaurants or good yeah. TV show streams or buying a car, you know, word of mouth and advice of, uh, of others, of trusted uh, people, you know, have had that experience certainly goes a long way. Well, um, before I let you go here, Bob, you know, with, with us being a, a used car publication, I wanted to get a sense of what are some trends you're watching in, in the pre-owned market this year and, you know, particularly as they relate to the work that dealer.com is doing. Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously with the supply being what it is, you know, prices for certainly certain models and makes remain pretty elevated on the pre-owned side. Um, we're seeing dealers and especially some of the bigger groups start to shift the percentage of pre-owned they have in their overall inventories. I know of some that have crossed over the 50% of, you know, more cars are pre-owned than new. Um, you know, I think that one of the key areas here that we all have a great opportunity to, to look at is, you know, I may think I need to buy a new car, but there's a two-year-old one sitting right there that's basically brand new, right? And I can save a bit of money on it. So when we think of a consumer experience side, you know, how do we kind of guide people through that process of, you know, the CPO um, Denali or the new SLT or something like that, right? And they're about the same in price and payment. So, so what do I think? And so that's an area where we see a lot of opportunity is to kind of raise everything up. It's not just I'm looking at new, I'm looking at used, I'm looking for a vehicle that fits me. And again, go back to that kind of one-to-one because -one, what we found with working with our dealers is, you know, marketing around used car inventory and, you know, we buy all the low mile stuff and it's, it's really high quality there's a lot of people that are saying, yeah, that's, that's what's out there. And it is, it's basically new to me. So, so why not? And so I think a lot of it comes down to looking at the inventory you have in stock today and getting the right message out there about, you know, what's available and what will ultimately match what the consumer needs. Well, Bob, 
Really appreciate the uh, the great insights across yeah, a, a wide wide spe- spectrum this morning. And uh, thanks for spending some time with me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Look forward to talking soon. Maybe in person again at next NADA. Yes, hopefully very soon. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Auto Marketing Podcast. My thanks to Bob and the team at dealer.com and for our auto, for our crew at the Auto Marketing Podcast. I'm Joe Overby. Thanks for listening.